Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. It's a delight to be with you today, and we are going to take a look at crazy cash flow through RV campgrounds. And with us today is Don Spafford, and he is a partner with Happy Camper Capital, an outdoor hospitality investment company who specializes in RV resorts and marinas. These are purchased through syndications open to both accredited and non-accredited investors. So Don, share with us a memorable experience that may have helped you to be who you are today. All right. Well, thanks, Alan, for, for having me. And you know, going back, I want to say there are probably several that, that really led me to, to what I decided to do with my life, I guess. But I think one that kind of stands out as you asked this question is when I was probably about 15 or so, 16 maybe. So I, I had my very first job at 14 years old and I worked at a Dairy Queen and I went through three different owners of that business while I was there. And right. uh, so the, the, the second one, he came in there, he was a full on like looking for uh, you know passive income, cash flow type guy. He was a big Amway proponent and all those things back in the day. So And so he was always there playing those you know, the, the, the music with like, you know, the, the money, money, money song and stuff like that. So and I think he, he, he was probably a bigger influence than I have previously admitted, I guess, as far as, uh, you know, motivating me to also want to pursue that type of passive income and, and, you know, the, live, live the life, I guess. Well, interesting how those young experiences can lead us uh, in ways that are kind of unexpected. Well, you started out with a background in finance and investing in securities. Tell us, how did you go from there and how did that bridge into real estate? Uh, so yeah, so exactly. My, my, my educational background is in, you know, finance, investment science, portfolio management. So I, I, I planned to go down that route and become a financial advisor or at least a portfolio manager. And by the time I finished school with that, uh, I'd gone part-time for, for several years, but I finished in spring of 2008. Uh, so by the fall of 2008, as you know, all the financial institutions were going out of business and being laid off. Okay. So there was pretty much no jobs to be found. Look, look for me, I had a job at the time. I was already in the, the industry. So rather than trying to go out and, and find something else, I decided just to hold still. And if there was at least that my job was secured, I didn't want to be the new guy to the place and be the first one to be let go. So, But that, uh, I guess, circumstance made me realize that that path may not have been as secure as I had thought it was. You know, all, all these again, big companies you know, that were been around for a century or something, we're now out of business, you know, so it, it kind of opened my eyes a bit that made me realize that, you know, I need to find something better. And so honestly, so with, with that, actually, you know, again, searching for jobs at the time, everything I could find was more accounting related. So I actually went back to school and got an accounting degree as well, figuring if nothing else, I'll become a CPA, <laughs> you know, next best thing, I guess. But uh, then right after that, around, I'd say 2011, at the time, our, our Youngest of three kids was starting school. My wife was, was pregnant with her fourth, but uh, she was wanting to find something where she could do, you know, outside of the home. Like, you know, she, she did a stay-at-home mom the whole time, which is what our, our, our plans and goals were. But now with all the kids out of the house, you know, she wanted something she could do. Um, and so one way or another, I, I suggested to her, what, what about becoming a, a realtor and working in real estate? And uh, she liked that idea. She liked that she could, um, you know, work with people and, and help people and, and obviously, you know, make this income on her own time. And so 
as soon as she got her license, she started working with investors almost immediately. Uh, it was pretty, you know, pretty fantastic. You know, some some of our, our, our good friends that were investors and, and, and buying through her. And that's really what kind of opened my eyes and, and made me see that uh, there's an opportunity here in real estate. I mean, I, I saw it back in 2008, nine, but I just didn't know how. I, I didn't have any understanding of, of, you know, what to do or how to do it. So, but now at this point, you know, as, as we progressed a bit and, and uh, these investors were buying through her, I was like, hey, there, I, we got to figure something out here to, to take advantage of this as well. And so I started reading books and then that's kind of really where I had my initial start in wanting to get involved with real estate. So that was like probably around 2011, 12, somewhere in there. And that's kind of what set me off on that, on that path anyway, to, to want to do it. I didn't actually start investing though until 2017. And part of that was there was a time there where we moved from where we lived at the time in, in Omaha, Nebraska. We moved to Idaho Falls, Idaho. And so I kind of put all that stuff on hold for a bit until we got settled in here uh, and then got back into it. And then, uh, then, so yeah, that, that, at least that was what gave me more motivation to, uh, to want to figure it out and, and find a way to make it happen. And then that's exactly what we did. So. What made you actually decide that uh, you were going to move from uh, finance and into real estate? What was the big deciding factor? Well, it, it was it was more of that. Um, so as I was doing both simultaneously for for for, for quite a while, but uh, it, it was more of I, I saw the opportunity there to have that passive income, to have a way to reach financial freedom, financial independence at a much faster pace than what the traditional you know financial independence crowd goes for by you know building up a big you know retirement account or something and, and living off of that. Uh, for me, that was never going to happen. I did not make enough income and and uh, be able to save enough income really to be able to to build up you know a couple. Of dollars in a retirement account. So if I saw real estate as the shortcut to financial independence by, you know, using less money out of pocket to essentially create that income stream, which is what the whole point of having that big retirement account is for anyway, to, to give up the income from it. So if I could build up that income through other sources, but you know, primarily through real estate, which I know in, I, you know, I already, already understood at the time early on that uh, in time, whatever money I put into it, I could probably pull back out at some point when I refinance it and, and you know, essentially recycle that money over and over again. So I saw that as a very powerful way to make that happen. And with, you know, again, with my financial background, I, I could see that I could understand it all in my head that I was like, this is the best option we have to be able to reach our goals. And, you know, a, a big part of that as well, wasn't just for, for me to reach that, that financial freedom and stuff as more of, I wanted to have two things in, in place. The reason we moved from Omaha to Idaho was to help care for my mother. She was, uh, you know, at the time dealing with, with, uh, MS and we you know at some point she was going to need a lot more professional help and, and that's going to be quite expensive. So I wanted to be able to help her with, with that number one, but then also know that, uh, you know, I, I could help take care of my family in some way or another, even if, if something would happen to me and I were to, to pass away, I want to have at least a steady income stream that my family could still be supported and t taken care of uh, without me. Uh, so those are kind of my, my two big motivating factors early on to, to, to have to make this work. And so that's really what, what, what uh, got me in it. So tell us about your start. How did you actually get started in real estate? Again, once we moved to, to Idaho and that was in 2015, it took me about another year before I really got uh, back into the swing of things to, to, you know, start looking for, for, for properties and things and getting figured out. And so, um, I, I was active on, I'm sure most people here are aware of bigger pockets. I was on bigger pockets, you know, website pretty much every day, you know, listening to their podcasts and following the things in the forum, asking questions and, and or in time answering questions. But it was through there. I learned a couple of things. I, I realized something I did not not know early on and, and some of the, the books I was reading did not mention this is that, you know, even though I did not have a lot of savings that I could use for a, a big down payment, I discovered that my 401k could be leveraged to to invest in real estate. So I took a, a loan from my 401k and used that for my down payment. And on top of that, I found a local lender in my area that would do a 10% down payment on investment property. So that was my 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 way to make this happen is get a bit creative. And I knew that for me personally, I did not want to go after single families. The single family rentals, you know, even though they were, they were probably okay, I just saw that as a higher risk. You know, so coming from my standpoint without having a, a big 
savings account to to uh, weather the storms or whatever. I was like, if this single family home is vacant, uh, you know, more than a month or something, that's could could be pretty detrimental to uh, to me have to try to cover that mortgage on top of my own personal mortgage. And so I I went after uh, I saw multifamily as the better option. So I, I was not uh, I guess capable or, or able to do anything like a commercial type, you know, five units or above. So I went the, the biggest I could get was a fourplex. So I went for a, a fourplex. Uh, that I could get on a standard residential loan. Got it for ten percent down. Uh, I actually found it off market, sort of. It was it was, it was listed on Craigslist at the time, and so uh, so we got this property for about twenty six thousand dollars down on it. Uh, and twenty of that I took from my four hundred one k. My wife had just closed on a, a property right before that, so she had a bit of commission check, and I actually sold a few of my stocks that I bought in two thousand eight uh, to help cover the rest. So 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 I, essentially, I more or less came up with this property with pretty much zero technically out of pocket. Uh, out of savings, really, you know, and so uh, that's where they got, got the ball rolling. This was a great property I, I found at the time. You know, cash flow decently uh, at, at the time met, met the one percent rule, which means the you know one percent of of the, the purchase price is what your rental income is. And I knew that even at that point, I knew these were under market rent, so I could get them up. So I self managed it at, at the time, just so I could learn and obviously save on some of those expenses and things. And uh, I still actually self manage it today. Here we are, you know, like five five and a half years later, and I also refinanced it uh, about a year ago. And pulled out over a hundred thousand dollars on that property. That I put twenty six thousand dollars down. So now I have infinite returns on that property, and it still cash flows at this point uh, about twelve hundred a month. And of course, I've taken that you know, that, that hundred thousand and reinvested it in, into more. But uh, but yeah, that was that was really what got it all started. You know, it, it was just kind of a slow start at first. Yeah, it didn't didn't uh, you know that that cash flow that it did produce early on. I didn't spend any of it. I let that try to build up, forced to use that to help kind of cover the payback that four hundred one k loan as well. But uh, but yeah, it didn't change my lifestyle. Didn't go and buy a new car or something. You know, I just let that build up so I could you know eventually buy more properties was was the goal. I wanted to keep letting that that cash flow recycle and use to buy more and keep buying more and, and that let that snowball just keep growing. Well, certainly a smart way to do that. And of course, the one thing available to real estate investors that isn't really to people in the stock market is that ability to leverage and and you alluded to that as. A way that you have been able to develop and grow uh, your wealth be- beyond what you ever could in the the world of finance and uh, securities. Well, uh, so thank you for sharing with that and uh, and illustrating to us how you were able to get uh, started with your 401k and a few other uh, sources there that you had together. So you you went from this first opportunity, uh, which was a fourplex. And you have moved on into to triple net multi-tenant uh, investments as well as larger multifamily. So take us on that journey and tell us where you went from that fourplex to where you are today. Sure. So it was definitely quite a journey. It wasn't a, a planned route that I, I intentionally was going after this path I took, but I just kind of followed the path that was presented before me, I guess. So, so after that first fourplex, uh, you know, I, that the, literally the, the day we closed, I was motivated to, to, to start buying more. I was like, let's, let's, let's go, let's, let's keep building this. So uh, I kept searching. I actually made a couple offers and some other properties here locally, backed out of a few that actually, I did get accepted offers. I backed out of a few after inspections and other things, um, just because again, I didn't, couldn't take on too much risk early on, but most other ones I just kept getting outbid on. You know, is, at this point, you know, 2018, 19, more people were entering the market, and it was becoming very difficult to, to find anything that we could actually purchase without getting way outbid. And so I started looking for other options. I, I made more contacts with wholesalers and, and and brokers in other areas, and kind of told them what I was looking for. I guess turn events. I ended up getting on on uh, this this property sent to me. I think it was like a, maybe a 22 unit or something. So I. I Pursued that one. I looked into it. I called up a local banker in that area just to see 
if I could somehow come up with the cash to buy this, because this this was one that there was a wholesale deal they wanted to cash buyer. Uh, it was like it was like three hundred thousand or something uh, for for again like a twenty two unit, which seems incredible now. But but uh, so I called up a local bank there to see if if I did buy this, how how quickly could I refinance it? You know, if I took a hard money loan or something just to to get it. And and it, you know, of course they said they could they could refinance right away, no problem. And it turned out that that bank actually held the note for that same property I was looking for. So they were very familiar with it. <laughs> they knew the owner um, and this banker, his wife was actually a broker there too. So you know he put me in contact with her and and after you know, lots of discussion about the, the property itself. We wind up not pursuing it because as I was told, it was pretty much in pretty bad shape. This broker then presented me with a couple other fourplexes she had that were, you know, off market, uh, you know, pocket listings. And so, uh, you know, I looked at those and, and again, using this, this bank in this area now did a 15% down loan for, for commercial property. So I was going to buy these two fourplexes together. So it'd be commercial. And again, just to show people that you can get properties less than 25% down, you know, so 10% my first one, 15% on the next two really. And so I use that to, to purchase these next two fourplexes. And, and then from there, this is what, what kind of happened. It was just a, a spiral of events, really. So, uh, not only maybe a few months after that, this broker approached me about some some uh, land that was going to be available, some some vacant commercial land that was in an area that was about to just you know explode with with development and, and things that were going to go on there. So I said, let's get under contract. And then I, as I went to work to try to find a, a partner, I was like, what have I got to lose? I've got, I've got you know, I put nothing down on it. So uh, if uh, if I can't make it happen, well then you know, no big deal. At least I tried. So I got under contract. And I. I Got to work trying to find a potential cash partner that could come in and help me do to purchase this lot that we could then flip for, for a lot more. And luckily, I was able to, to find that partner and get that happen. And then, so pretty much right after that, I I went back. Actually, maybe about a year later, I guess I went back to the same agent and asked if there were any more of those lots available in this area. Um, and so there was uh, a bit smaller one. And, and this one, actually, personally, I, I wanted to build something on it. I didn't want to just flip it. And so I did the same thing. I got under contract first, then started marketing to a few people that, uh, could be potential partners that would be interested in it and found one who, who agreed that we should build on it. And initially I was planning to put on some like, you know, higher end townhomes or, or something, but look into the area and then this, this broker tell me what's going on there and the, the, the need that was there for commercial retail properties. We looked at the numbers and kind of compared it and realized that, okay, this, this building a, a, uh, multi-tenant commercial property there was the better option. The, the, the returns were going to be greater. Cost actually was going to be a bit lower, but just the overall, like, you know, the, the, the idea of having less headaches <laughs> dealing with tenants, right. And you've got triple net lease profits. Like, yeah, that, that sounds enticing. So, so we got to work on that. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, my, my partner and I had no experience in development or anything. So we didn't know what we were doing, but uh, we just saw the opportunity and figured, yeah, we, we can figure it out. Right. It can't be that hard. Uh, we found a great builder that was working with us and a great architect that kind of both all helped explain them our situation. And, and, uh, they kind of held their hands through the whole process. It took a lot longer than expected initially is to do submissions with the, the, the bank lending for for uh, construction loan, but we got through all that. We're at this point here now, at the end of 2022, where we're, the the building itself should be complete by February uh, of this next year, so a couple months. So that's excited to, to look forward to, to that coming. And then, so from there, I got pulled into another opportunity here in my area, where I'm at in Idaho Falls, Idaho. A local developer who actually approached me several years before about investing in, in something they were building here. Uh, at the time, I turned them down a few years ago because I was you know finding better deals on my own with just buying those fourplexes, really. And then they approached me again. About a year ago, for a new development they were doing here in, in town that was offering a pretty high return, uh, and so that at that point I was not finding really much better deals out there. So it looked enticing. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? This this sounds like a great investment. So I'll put some money into that. And I mentioned to them at this point now. So if, you, if looking back at my social media career, we'll say right, I was pretty much inactive on social media, you know, for for years. I did not want to be on social media. You could not find me anywhere. And then it was about almost two years ago at this point, I guess, you know, about February of 2021, where I, I realized that really to to achieve what I wanted to, to be and to be able to uh, really, you know, raise capital and then get on these syndication things, things I wanted to do, I needed to be seen. You know, I'm not going to be able to 
find the right people if people know, don't know who I am. So I became active on social media on LinkedIn mostly at first and then uh, later Facebook as well. But I started posting there and contacting people, going to meet up events just to, to network and get to know people. And so again, very early on that point, just doing that, uh, this development group contacted me about a new project they had coming up. And I mentioned to them that I, I'm, I've now connected with lots of other investors and, and uh, you know syndicators, people that could be potentially interested in, in this as well. So if they were willing to let me work with them, I could potentially help you know, bring capital to their deals. And they agreed to that, that point. And so I kind of joined up with them. That was my initial first, yeah, I guess we'll say, uh, entry point in, in, in syndications for this, this uh, large-scale build-to-rent multifamily project. And so I got involved with them and uh, raised some, some capital for that deal. And then during that process, I was still trying to find other traditional value-add multifamily opportunities to either to, to find myself and take the syndication group or even find partners that I could join up with to, to do those types of syndications. And then I was having really good luck on, on either one. And I started looking at other people's offerings that they were putting out there just to at least invest in somebody else's deal. And honestly, the, the, the returns that I was seeing were not uh, getting me excited. I was not, you know, overly thrilled to say, yeah, I'll put my money into this deal that gets a very low cash flow and then maybe barely a 2x multiple over five years. Like, eh, that's not that enticing to me. So I just kept looking and, and one day I heard on another podcast, somebody else had mentioned, you know, RV campgrounds uh, as a high cash flow option. And and uh, being where I live now, I'm, I'm like an hour and a half from Yellowstone Park. So it's a very big camping area. So I saw there was a potential opportunity there. So I wanted to look into it more. I started uh, going to different meetup events and, and webinars on, on that topic and uh, just c- connecting with more people in that space. And so I, I eventually came across uh, who, a couple of people who are now my partners at Happy Camper Capital. They had just bought their first property and were looking to grow their team and, and uh, wanted to expand. And so we started talking and uh, they were telling me about the, the returns they were getting. So I was first, of course, I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to invest with you guys if nothing else. This is a you know, great, great deal. But uh, they invited me to join up with them. And so I, I, I agreed. I, I decided, you know, what, you know, th- I saw this as, a, as a, a huge opportunity to not pass up on uh, that I knew I would regret a few years later if I did not at least give it a try. Right. So, uh, you know, so I, I kind of said, yeah, what, what have I got to lose? If, if I, if it doesn't work out, at least I tried and I won't regret it. But uh, if it does work out, this could be the, the solution I've been searching for. And so I, I joined up with Happy Camper Capital just a little over a year ago now at this point. And uh, we've had an amazing year this year so far. And, and what's set up to happen next year is even bigger. And so I couldn't be more excited to be telling people about these opportunities because I know there's plenty of other people just like myself. I've talked to hundreds, if not thousands of investors at this point and kind of discussed what we do and then talking people's pain points and what they're looking for. So I know I'm not the only one that felt the same way about the returns they were seeing. And so I tell people we can we can get you cash flows of about 15% plus cash on cash. Uh, that's that opens people's eyes and, and we're you know in most cases two and a half, three X multiples on, on these deals. It's like, you know, if you have a limited amount of funds to invest and you want to get the biggest, you know, return possible for that money, there's nothing else better out there that I've seen. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and so I tell people, I can, just like myself, we can help you reach that financial independence uh, a lot faster and with a lot less money out of pocket by, by investing in these deals versus, you know, just about anything else out there. Don, we just have just a, a few minutes left here, but uh, it, you offer opportunities for accredited and non-accredited investors. So tell us just a little bit about uh, the structure of these investments and how interested investors uh, can get in touch with you to take advantage of this. Sure. Yeah. So, so basically we have the non-accredited deals as they come up. Uh, of course, the only way you can know about those is by you know being on our investor portal to receive those updates or, or talk to us directly. As of right now, we don't have any currently available, but uh, I'm certain we will have some in the near future. For the accredited investors, currently right now, we do have open a 506C fund, which is intending to hold between five to eight properties in that portfolio. We just closed on our first one actually about a week ago. 
for, for that fund. And, uh, you know, we've got more that are in the, in the process. So if you were an accredited investor, yeah, the minimum for this fund is 100000 It has a 10% or, sorry, it has a structured PREF and IR. So, so if it's say that amount invested, you can get up to 10% PREF and up to a 21% IRR. Um, and again, those are just the, the, the PREF numbers, right? So we know the, the actual cash flows are going to be well above that anyway. Uh, but, uh, you know, this helps people feel feel comfortable, I guess. But, uh, and, and we may have some other one-off deals that we do outside of the fund as well. Um, on very unique situations. So the way people can, can invest with us is, you know, pretty simple. Obviously, just you know, log on to our website at happycampercapital.com, create an investor uh, account. You can log on there and see our current deals we have available and any future ones as they come up. Uh, and then, you know, you just simply push a button that you request to invest. And uh, it's a pretty simple process from there for those who are, are familiar with it. But um, just sign some documents and, and wire some money. And then you start getting quarterly distributions paid out to you as that goes along. And, and over time, those those distributions will increase as we uh, do our value add on these properties to increase the income and, and uh, uh, make them even better for you. Well, just one last question. Don, what does financial freedom mean to you? Yeah. So I'd say this is obviously is something that's changed over time, as it does for most people. But it definitely, for me, has always been more about the, the time, the time freedom. Um, I want to buy back my time. So I don't want to spend, you know, the, the, say my golden years or whatever, the rest of my life working for somebody else, working, uh, you know, 40 plus hours per week and spending little time with my family. That's always been my, my, my main goal for me is I want to, I'm not looking to buy, uh, you know, a, a Lamborghini or, or something like that, right? I, I just want my, my time freedom. I want to be able to spend time with my family, take care of my family, know that if, if, uh, you know, my mother or or some other family member is is sick and, and needs immediate help. Uh, I can help them financially and also with with my time to to be able to be there by their side and, and help them and take care of them. That's for me. What's what's all about? Well, Don, thank you so much for sharing uh, your experiences with us and uh, sharing these investment opportunities. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you and wonderful to meet you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com.